is no one like Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 and it says and it says this one verse for tonight it says being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ verse 6 one more time it says being confident say this I must be confident of this very thing that he that has begun a good work point to yourself in me will complete it until the day of Christ I want to talk to you about being uh, convinced in God's plan convinced in God's plan convinced in God's plan last week we talked about being convinced in the promises of God and a part of his promises his promises are attached to the plan that he has are you seeing this so his promises are attached it has a direct connection to the reason why you are here and again in our convinced message series again ladies and gentlemen this is all about me challenging us in our faith and building our faith up and what we believe about God and so if we believe God we must believe that he has a plan but I'll get to that in a second so we must be convinced I mean fully persuaded in the plan that God has for little old us because believe it or not ladies and gentlemen God has a plan but if we be honest in the room we also have a plan too and our plan don't always align to what God's plan is can I suggest to you today that, ladies and gentlemen, before you were even born and before it says begun, that means that it had to have an origin. All right. So before there was a you, there was a plan <laughs> because God is the uncreated creator. And so the very fact of the matter is in God was you and in him and in him, he had a plan and a thought about who you were before you got here and what you will do before you got here that's why it is not by accident that you are born in this day and time that's why it's not by accident that you are with the parents that you are with it is not by accident why you you made it why oh my god it's not by accident do you not know without getting too deep and not trying to get too gross is that guess what there was sperm coming after the egg and you got there you outswim the other sperm to get to your mother's egg. So that means you were intended for this place and for this time. Oh, come on in this room tonight. Hallelujah. You, you were intended for this place and this, and this point of time. I, wanna, I want you to write down two of my favorite scriptures. I want to share them with you. I live by these verses. The verses I live by. Daniel, I forgot to put them in there, so don't hurt me. Proverbs 16, 9. It said, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. This is one verse I live by, Proverbs 16, verse 9. Another verse I live by is Proverbs 19, verse 21. Proverbs 19, verse 21 is another scripture I live by. It is, there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. Here's what I'm saying. If you don't become convinced in God's plan for your life, it does not matter how many plans you come up with. You are always going to need plans A through Z. But God only has one plan, and that's plan A. 
God only has one plan. And guess what? You can come up with all the schemes you want. And sometimes when I get beside myself, God reminds me of these scriptures because these are the scriptures that I live upon, uh, that I live and base my life on. That no matter what I can come up with, God's counsel will stand. It doesn't matter what I'll do, the Lord's plan will always override any type of plan that I can come up with. Ladies and gentlemen, how many of you, including myself, had plans? You would be doing this, you would be singing beyond, behind Beyonce, you would be you know what I'm saying? You would be the next top model. You would be this. You would be that. And all of a sudden, God begins to, when God, when you allow God to come in your life and you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, things change. Things change. It didn't change me. Oh my God. God didn't change them because He already put them there. What changes what, oh my God, what changes your plan? Because God's plan always remains the same. It's just that you have now became aware of what his original plan was in the first place. All right. Because guess what? It is not that God has changed our plans. It is the very fact of the matter is, is that you're now becoming aware of what he originally authored and put you here on the earth to do. Does that make sense? So again, he says, he that has begun, that means it had an origin. And so God's plan for humanity is that humanity would give God glory. Hallelujah. And that his plan for humanity and the earth is that it will mirror heaven. The issue that became with God's original intent is when the enemy tempted Adam and Eve and they fell for a lie. Oh my God. They fell for a lie that went against who they originally were. And so again, a lot of times the enemy will tempt you based upon what you long for. Or he try to tempt you in something that he tries to convince you that you don't already have. God, he said, he said, okay, if did God really say that? He knows that if you eat of this tree, then it'll make you like him. Ah, uh, newsflash, you already was made like God. You were already made like God. You were already made in God's image. So how in the world is the enemy going to tell you something that you already are? But if you're not exposed to who you already are, then you will allow the enemy to then, oh my God, to put you in a place of stumbling. Do you see that? So God's original intent that it would mirror, that humanity would mirror, so that became a problem. So then God had a, had a plan already in place. The plan was his son, Jesus. So through centuries, he sent his son in order that it may redeem man. That man would, that man would, be, would be back in a, 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 a great standing with God. And, and, and you can get that only through Christ. That you can be in right standing and obtain righteousness through Christ. You can't be righteous, but you can be righteous through Christ. You can't be holy, but you can be holy through Christ. There is no way in the world you can be holy apart from Christ. There is no way. How do I know this? Because the law showed us that we could not be holy. The law showed us that we couldn't be righteous apart from Christ. That's why you have the Spirit of God. It's because without the Spirit of God, you can do nothing. But with the Spirit of God, you can do what oh what all right all right so again this is the work of grace 
Uh, Paul here, ladies and gentlemen, is, is applauding the Philippian church uh, because the Philippian church, ladies and gentlemen, he's writing to them, the church of Philippi, he's writing to them because uh, this he's writing to them while he's in prison. Uh, this is one of his several imprisonments. We don't know which one it was, but we know he's writing to him, writing to them while in prison. Uh, and so he is encouraging them and he's letting them know of this good work that has begun. When he started, he started, he moved past Philippi and one of his uh, uh, one of his journeys and they launched and they started and planted a church in, 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 in Philippi. And, and, and what happened was is that this work of grace took over the city. It took over the city, this, this work of grace, because that's what he's referring to. He said the good work which has begun, that means the work of grace that had begun in them. He said this work of grace will be completed in you until the day of Christ. Watch this. Even when you die, it's still going to be working. Listen, he didn't say that once you die, the work finished. He said, one, oh my God, until the day of Christ. That means until his second coming. Because guess what? You can't be fully perfected until your body is fully perfected. When your body, when your immortal, oh my God, when your immortal body then catches with your spirit at the day of Christ. Oh my God, that's when you fully become perfected. All right. All right. So again, you can plan your way. You can plan your way. Doesn't mean that your way is going to work. I heard Jesus say that there is a way that seems right unto man. See, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of times our way seems right to us. It makes sense for me. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to school for this. And a lot of times, if we all be honest in the room, we wish that we never went to school for that. Because now you didn't spend all this money, and now you're like, oh my God. I was talking to one of my uh, one of the young dudes at the church earlier today. I was talking to him, I said, hey, how, how, when you finishing the last semester? He said, he said, uh, I took a break from school right now. I said, oh really? I said, okay, so what are you planning on doing after that? I said, listen, that's why you need to take some time before you go there and consult God on what you really need to do because you know what's going to happen to you? You're going to put yourself ensnared to the new slavery. What that new slavery is? Student loans. And now you're going to have student loans riding up your tail. You want to know why? Because there was a way that seemed right unto you and now you're switching your major. And with now switching your major means you, oh my God, the loan people love you. That means more money. You got to come back. I'm not telling you that education is bad. I'm telling you you need to be smart with going about your education. All right, I'm not gonna put my opinions upon you. Listen, so here's the thing. You must be convinced to know this. Number one, God has a plan. You must be convinced that God has a plan. Convinced God has a plan. Say this with me, God has a plan. Listen, this is not rhetoric. This is not me giving you a cliche. I'm telling you that God is very strategic in what he does. And you may be saying when things go wrong in your life, God, where is the plan in this? When things seem to like, when you feel like you're in the will of God, you feel like you're doing what you need to do, and you're asking yourself, when is it going to break open? Where is the plan in this? Can I be transparent with you tonight? 
I always try to be honest with you because again, the word of God is not above approach. That means that it's not above the man of God. And the real reality is, is that sometimes I've been at this thing for about three years now, plus two years, including when you conclude us as a Bible study. And so I was saying, like, man, what is going on? I said, I've been at this. I feel like I've been in the will of God. I feel like I haven't seen the numbers yet, Lord. I haven't seen as much salvations I would like to see yet. What's going on, man? I got to keep going up here, going up. Where is the plan in all of this? Where is the exact plan? What are you? What am I supposed to learn from this? Has anybody felt that way? I'm in on the plan of God. I'm like, man, hey, I'm trying to live right, but it seems like all these other jokers are getting ahead. I don't understand. It seems like they getting married. They got their money. They got this. I'm like, hey, I, listen, I come to church every Sunday. I sing. I give God praise. I do what I'm supposed to do. I raise my kids. I do what I need to do. And all of a sudden, why in the world? Where is the plan in all of this because then you ask yourself well maybe am I doing something wrong am I doing something and then you start second, and, second guessing the plan of God and then you go from second, second guessing the plan of God to then you know what God hot tried you there I'm going to see how this works by myself has anybody been there <sighs> the reality is man we've all been here some of us may be there now, trying to figure out where is the plan in all of this. But you must be convinced that there is a plan. I would like to say that there is a method behind God's greatness. I didn't say his madness, I said his greatness. There's a reason, there's a method behind his greatness. Because while you may see everybody else getting ahead, God has you on a pace to make sure when you do get married, you got the right person and you're not getting an annulment. God is making sure that you're on the right pace. Because Brandon, when I do grow your church, you guys will have the right character, you'll have the right motive, you'll have every, oh my God, you'll be in sync. When the God when God, when God does what he does, I'm doing it this way in order so you can appreciate it and so that you can, oh my God, so that God will grow you up in your character and character produces hope. There is a plan. There's a plan. Hallelujah. Encourage your name to say there's a plan. There is a plan. There is a plan. Again, there has to be an origin. It has to begin somewhere. It has to begin somewhere. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, it says, for we are his workmanship. In other words, that means you are a masterpiece of God's. That means God craft you. That means he craft you. Do you not understand the way that you operate, the way that your character is, is because that's how God wired you. God wired you because, oh my God, whatever you've been wired for, that's what your purpose is. Hallelujah. You begin to get, they've been asking me all the time, Pastor Brandon, how do I know how your my purpose? Well, you got to get to know who you are and realize how you've been wired you begin to understand how you operate and how you care for certain things uh, how if you're analytical or if you're this or if you're that when you get to know yourself then you start oh my god and know god and then you start figuring out okay i understand what i have a liking for i begin to understand what i desire for because whatever you wire to do is what you have the passion to do because momentary zeal will go out but passion will keep your drive when you got purpose you need purpose with passion because passion alone is not enough but when you got purpose along with passion that will drive you passion is what drives your purpose Man, oh my god anything you're not passionate about doesn't drive you 
It doesn't drive you. You need to be having your hands to do something that drives you. Huh. So, okay, he says, for we are his workmanship created in who? Christ Jesus. To do what? Good works. Okay, here it is. Which God prepared where? Beforehand. Which God did what? Prepared beforehand. That means there had to be an origin. God already, be, oh my God, laid out who you will be, what you will do before you were here. That you should walk in them. When you get here, it is your job to figure out what he's put in you. And the way that you figure that out is a guess what? You were hidden in him before you were here. Then when you were born, you were born into sin. Oh my God, sin of iniquity. Because again, we live in a fallen nature. But when the moment you become regenerated and born again, then you now have the opportunity to then discover who you are. Now being regenerated, now it's up to you through the, oh my God, through the work of the Holy Spirit to then now discover what it is that you've been assigned to do. How many of us truly can say that we know what our purpose is? And it's okay if you don't. You want to know why it's okay? It's because now you have an assignment to do. You have to figure it out what it is through the Holy Spirit. You have to begin to ask the Holy Spirit, what are the works that you prepared my hands to do? Because there is a plan. When you figure out the plan, some of you all, I tell it, I'm a click on her, boomy, very creative, right? <laughs> Nigel Ox. I'm a pick on her. The coldest mother. Nigel Ox, very talented with her hands, right? Her hands will make her money. Prophesied this a lot of times. I want to say it again. Your hands will make you a lot of money. She has an anointing for that. But if you move into the purpose, if she moves into the purpose of it and have the passion behind it, guess what? The money was going to find your purpose. I'm telling you, the money will find your purpose. And let me tell you something. Listen, you chasing money, but guess what? The money is waiting for you to catch what your purpose is. Because whatever you truly passionate about is what's going to drive the money to you. All right, we got two uh, influencers in the room. We got Brittany Leeds and we got a uh, good thing by Tisi. All right. Again, our church has always meant to be a place where influencers are birthed, right? And so again, the more you, your passion is centered around empowerment, leadership empowerment, women empowerment. So with all of that being said, the money will follow where the purpose is. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. Whatever your purpose is, I promise you, the money will follow. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you, when the Bible says your, your gift, that means talent. Your money will make room for you. Are you hearing me? Are you seeing what I'm saying to you? That you should what? Walk in them. So if you're not convinced that God has a plan, you're not going to walk in the things that he prepared beforehand. Everything in, oh my God, God has given you everything according to life and godliness. There is nothing, hear me, I want you to say, I am, I am lacking, lacking nothing. nothing. See, you can hear this truth, but it's another thing to hear the truth and be convinced in it. See, if you're not convinced that you're not lacking nothing, 
then that means that you're going to go out chasing something that you already have. Why Adam and Eve fell in the garden is because they were chasing something that they already had. You get in trouble because you're chasing something that you already have. Mm, or you should have. Oh. Okay. Here we go. I need you to be convinced of number two. Convinced that God's plan is reliable. Convinced God's plan is reliable. That you can depend on his plan. See, some of you don't have the problem with that. You're not, some of you don't have the problem that God, that you, you're convinced that God has a plan. Some of our hold up in this room, and sometimes myself can be, is it reliable? <sighs> can I really depend on the plan? Oh, man. <sighs> right now, I'm going through a couple things in my mind right now. We had the pop-up on Saturday. We got all this stuff going on. And we had... So we had that, right? And there's a lot of things going on in my head. I'm like, okay, what are you trying to do, God? Where are you trying to go? And God already spoke to me a word about something, about what you're going to do. And I said, yeah, I don't know, man, because what I'm currently seeing doesn't really add up to how it's going to all uh, be able to uh, uh, manage itself or be self-sufficient. I count. Because you... Brandon, you're not fully convinced that the plan is reliable. If you are walking by sight, you cannot be convinced. You will only be partially convinced because you know God has a plan, but you're not just trying to, and you know God can come through, but you're looking at where you currently are and you say, I don't know if that's smart for me to do. I don't know how reliable and dependable that is god's plan is so reliable here's the thing that you have to understand as he told jeremiah in jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 and i'll go to the b section of it he says to give you my plans to give you a future and a hope that's how dependable my plan is is to give you a future and a hope it is so reliable that my plans concerning you for my thoughts concerning you are good it's good. That means God's plan is so reliable because he made it. And God does not go against anything that he's preordained. Oh, my God. All right. All right. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Psalm 138, verse 8. I'm going to back this up for you. I'm going to give you more. Here it is. The Lord will perfect that which concerns who? You, that which concerns who? Me. All right. Your mercy, O Lord, endures what? Forever. Do not forsake the works of whose hands? The psalmist is talking about God. And oh my God, and Paul in Ephesians says, for we are his workmanship. That means that whatever God has put in his hands, he can't forsake. Oh my God, 
because when you're true let me tell you something here you're trying to figure out if God's plan is reliable and then you get mad when you step out of God's plan because God is not obligated to bless that God is not to bless oh my God he's not obligated to bless anything that he's not ordained or that he's not sanctioned and so guess what that plan is not reliable your plan is not reliable it's God's plan that is reliable because he cannot forsake the works of his hands the plan that he has for your life is the works of his hands being manifested through who you mm. and guess what he will perfect hallelujah he didn't ask you to perfect it he said I will perfect that which concerns you so everything that I got concerning you I am going to perfect I'm going to perfect everything concerning you. It is me that's going to perfect it. You trying to, oh my God, that's why I don't see why you get so down in your imperfections. You shouldn't get so down in your imperfections. You shouldn't be trying to strive to be a perfectionist. You want to know why? Because God is the one perfecting you. That's why you shouldn't strive for that. You need to strive for excellence. You don't need to strive for perfection. Some of you trying to figure out how in the world I'm going to get this. How in the world am I going to get that? God's saying, don't worry about it. My plan is reliable. If you just stay in the plan of God, if you don't get out of the will of God, you will see how reliable I am. You will see how dependable I am. But you got to be convinced that my plan is dependable and that I am not out of, I'm, you're not out of your mind concerning the things that I'm telling you to do because you're going to see how I bring it all together. Let me tell you something. You need to be in a wait and see. You need to be in a watch and see mode and see how God brings it all together. See how God brings the money together. See how God brings your business together. You need to be in a watch and see mode to watch how God brings that car through. To watch how God brings that finances through. To watch God open up that job opportunity. To watch God open it up for you. You gotta watch and see and see the salvation of the Lord. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted. The very fact of the matter is, he got to bring it through for you so that he can be exalted. All right. All right. I need you to number three. I'm getting out of here. Watch this. Convince God will sustain you in his purpose. All right. Second Timothy 1, verse 12. We're getting out of here. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. Paul is saying, you know what? For this reason, you know what? I suffer these things. For I, here's why. For I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Shout out. He's able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. I am trying to convince you tonight. I am trying to persuade your mind. I am trying to tear down every, oh my God, every, oh my God, every little ounce of doubt that you've got concerning God's plan. And let me tell you something, he's able to keep you in his plan. You know 
know what? Oh my God, Paul was telling Timothy, you know what? I went through a lot of stuff for the gospel. And you know what? I'm not ashamed of it. And guess what? I'll do it over and over again. And you know why I would do it over and over again? Because I know he will perfect that thing which concerns me. I know he will keep me. Oh my God, he will keep me until that day. That's why I'm not worried about nothing. That's why they can bring on the persecution all they want. But guess what? I ain't going out of here until he I, until he counts me home. Hallelujah. Jesus said you shouldn't be afraid of man that could take your life. Because guess what? There's a second death. Ah, you shouldn't be afraid when things come your way. Because guess what? It's trying to take you off the course. But you got to be so convinced and so persuaded about God that he will keep that which I have. Oh my God. Which I have committed to him. That means that Paul was saying I committed my life to him. And it with me putting my life into his hands. He's going to keep me. Hallelujah. When Jesus was on the cross, what he said before he gave up the ghost, he said, into thine hands, I commend my spirit. Let me tell you something. You got to get up to a place with God where you're tired of trying to figure it out yourself. And you say into your hands, I commend my spirit in your hands. I give all it over to you because at the end of the day, you will keep me. Oh my God, can I preach in here like I feel like it tonight? I'm a preach until every thought is down to your mind. The very fact of the matter is, God is saying I'll keep you. But will you commit it to me? Will you give me your life? Will you give it all over to me? Because I will sustain you. He said I'll keep your mind in perfect peace. As you keep your mind stayed on the Lord. He said if you delight yourself in me. Oh my God, I will give you the desires of your Heart. What are you tripping for? What are you worrying for? You gotta be convinced God will keep me. Look at somebody say God will keep me. You gotta be convinced tonight. You gotta be convinced because it's God's plan. And guess what? Whatever He is sanctioned, He gotta bring it through. At the end of the day, everything that he's ever told you, he got to come through on it. Because if he don't, that would make God a liar. And God is not a liar. Let me end with this. Hebrews chapter 6. I'm getting out of here now. And now I'm going to get this mic. We're going to do offering. And we're going home before the storm. Here we go. Verse 13. For example, there was God's promise to Abraham. Since there was no greater to swear by, God took an oath in his own name. All I'm going to tell you is this, that God has made an oath and he couldn't swear by nobody else because nobody else can keep a promise like he can. Nobody's holy like he is. So you know what? Since I couldn't find nobody else, he said, I swore upon myself. Hallelujah. He made an oath 
for himself. He said, I will certainly bless you. I didn't say this is what God said. And I will multiply your descendants beyond your number. And verse 15 says, then Abraham waited patiently and he received what God had promised. Now when people take off, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And, and without any question, that oath is binding. In verse 17, it says, God also bound himself with an oath. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something before you were even born. God bound himself to an oath. Hallelujah. He bound himself to an oath concerning your life so that these things who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he will never change his what? Mind. And guess what? I don't care how far you've fallen. God hasn't changed his mind concerning you. He hasn't changed his mind. God's mind was made up about you and who you would be and what you would do. And guess what? Verse 18 says, so God has given, oh my God, both his promise and his oath. So not only do you got a promise, but you got also a binding contract that God got to come through on every promise. And guess what? It's unchangeable because God said I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And I change not. Stand to your feet. Because nothing is impossible for God. Come on and encourage somebody. Encourage him in the Lord. And tell him right now, you gotta be convinced. God has a plan. God has a plan. God has a plan. God has a plan. God has a plan over this house. God has a plan over TCF. And when it's all said and done, this DMV will hear about what this church has done. When it's all said and done, it will be known all over. As the scripture said in Thessalonians, it said the sound of your faith has echoed all throughout the world. And I came the night to notice that God is going to do so much great things that your faith is going to echo to your children's children. Now that God and your children's children are here by what their daddy believes. Until this day, we still talk about Father Abraham. And that's God fulfilling his word. Hey, glory. God made an oath in the garden. He said he made an oath in the garden. That oath was that day that a seed of a woman will crush the serpent's head. And I came tonight to tell you, no matter what's going to come your way, God will crush it. He'll make your enemies your footstool. He'll let your enemies be spared.
But if you can, you can hear me yelling, shouting all of that stuff. But if you're not convinced, it'll make you nothing. It'll just be like it's a number, number message that you heard. As I was preparing for this, this Sunday, God had me come face to face with what I was preaching to you. There's no need for partial partial belief. You got to fully trust him. It will happen for you. That's what it's not that God blesses some and blesses no. God can bless you too. But you got to see it that way. God can bless me. It may not be my time yet, but I know it's coming. persevered after persevering you got the promise all you gotta do is watch and see well, while you're watching and seeing you don't let your hand up off the plow you got to keep moving are you hearing me tonight lift your hands to heaven begin to ask God right now help me in my unbelief Come on, church. Begin to help. Come on. Whatever you is, whatever you got unbelief in, come on. Ask God to help you there. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Help me in those areas where I don't believe that I should. I repent, Lord. I give it all to you tonight. Hallelujah. It's all yours. In your hands I commend my spirit. Hallelujah. I thank you tonight. Hallelujah. I thank you tonight.